Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Sift Pop Sift Spoil uh, for the movie Irresistible. Uh, we're going to spoil this movie a little bit because, lo and behold, there's some spoiling to do here uh, before we can yeah. really talk about everything we want to talk about. Uh, I will say, if you haven't seen it before, um, you probably are going to be a little bit confused because we'll kind of jump around. Uh, to different places, um, but you're more than welcome to hang around if you don't mind being spoiled or being a little bit confused. Uh, we're going to go all over the hanging threads, romances, jokes, Easter eggs, cameos, deaths, resurrections, or post-credit sequences. They all die for irresistible. I, I, well, I, I just, you know, I just want to give you that space to get that in there. Uh, yeah. They they don't all die in in this one, but uh, but but my hopes for loving the movie died. Uh, that's that's the main spoiler. Um, there you so go. Let's just get into it. Uh, for the first 30, maybe 40 minutes, I thought this was going to be a pretty authentic, straight look into how we judge each other, uh, not just red and blue, Democrat, Republican, but also uh, urban versus rural. And the idea yeah. of that there was this man who, you know, Chris Cooper uh, character who is your typical rural farmer guy, but he's standing up for immigrants. And I thought Steve Carell's character was going to take a look at this, say, hey, I can cynically do something with this you know, for the party, because that's what I'm supposed to do for the Democratic Party, and that he was going to learn that, you know, not necessarily we're not all that different in the end, but that there is nuance to our political opinions. In other words, you know, there are things that we are maybe more apt to believe based on the culture we grew up in 
But that doesn't mean that people's views don't change. It doesn't mean that, you know, that people don't have differing views on some things and then the same views on others. And I thought this was going to be about how red versus blue is actually a um, a false narrative in many ways, because we actually aren't split into two groups. We're each individual humans with thoughts and feelings on, you know, a lot of different things. Um, yeah. This movie has no interest in going there. (laughs) Unfortunately. That is is not where uh, Jon Stewart was heading because about 30 minutes to 40 minutes uh, into this movie, it becomes an over-the-top kind of satire of politics, which is a totally fine thing to do. It's just not where I thought we were going. And I think I specifically mentioned like the scene where I was like, what movie did I just stumble into? And there are a couple of scenes like this. But when the billionaire comes walking in in his like robot, robot stuff and he's passed out but still communicating or or whatever, I was like did we just stumble into a Will Ferrell movie? Like what like yeah. it was so over the top ridiculous at that point. I'm like, "Okay, well if you're doing over the top ridiculous satire, that's fine, but that's not what the first half hour of this movie was at all. No. So, yeah, I just, uh, it, that was the f- the first moment. Um, so I thought we'd get there first before we get to the big doozy at the end. Yeah. That I hate. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't blame you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 100% I'm right there with you. The fact that, you know, uh, I, I, I know what they're trying to say. You know, old money is what really runs America, you know, like these incredibly old people who have just such sway over it, but it's just the way they went about it made it to where it's just too comical to even take seriously. Yeah. Something that needs to be taken very seriously, you know? Well, and and if the movie's going to be an over-the-top comedic satire, then why isn't, why isn't it also satirizing the other side? Why isn't it also satirizing, you know, the uh, Midwest stuff you know all that stuff yeah to me felt like it was um exaggerated but not in a harsh kind of like um you know look at how ridiculous this is kind of way but all the the yeah. the other stuff at least at that point then became like you know you know how stupid are all these people and it's just like i don't i don't know it just it was hard for me to to zone in on any kind of consistent idea of what what they were trying to do uh, with this movie because of that and I, I you know I, it, it becomes at that point difficult for me to find my footing so yeah so i got and lost if that was made if that made it difficult to find your footing i think it's time to talk about that big old twist at the end of this movie yeah yeah go ahead so the whole town faked an election to get the notice or to be noticed by both the dnc and the republican party to help funnel money into campaigns for both sides, and then they were going to take that money and reinvest it in the town. It it made it so crazy the fact that that like I, I, this is what I was uh, referring to earlier in the podcast proper. Whenever I said the whole movie is, you have characters like uh, Steve Carell who are looking down on the uh, you know the townspeople and like I'm smarter than you. But then, for some reason, the movie switches it to where it's the rural people and pretty much the movie saying, I'm smarter than the audience, as opposed to I'm smarter than, you know, these Washington elites. 
Yeah, it it does it in a couple of ways. And the the thing you're talking about in that moment as the as as they're revealing this, my only thought as an audience member is there's nothing that indicates this except in the last fifteen minutes of this movie. The first part yeah. of this movie that even indicates in any way that something else is going on here is when she goes to the other mayoral candidate and basically says something about, you know, let's, you know, let's give him something. Cause they're like uh, digging up dirt on him or whatever. And he's like, well, let's give him something to really talk about. And that's the first point you go, wait, what is going on here? They're working together. And then you know what's going on within five or 10 minutes because it's the end of the movie. It's the very end of the movie. And it's just like you you have to lay some groundwork for that stuff, I, I feel like, or, or else your audience is going to feel like you're just trying to be smarter than them, that you're just trying to, you know, pull a fast one, except for, you know, it, it reminds me of April Fool's Day, where it's like, there are people who understand how to prank, quote unquote, but do it in love and in a clever way. And then there are people who are like, it's raining outside, and you go outside and it's not raining, and they're like, April Fool's, and you're like, really? <laughs> like, you, that's yeah. not April Fool's, you just lied to me. I feel like this movie didn't pull an April Fool's joke, it just lied to us, you know? And that's, uh, that difference can be subtle, I know it can, but I just don't think the movie pulls it off very well. Yeah, I thought I was watching a comedic version of The Ides of March, the one with Ryan Gosling and George Clooney, mm-hmm. but it turned out I was unknowingly watching Waking Ned Divine, which is <laughs> yeah. really weird, you know? Yeah. Like, that's not that's not a jump I was ready for. Hey, let me ask you this. Is this movie better if the movie uh, lets us in on what's happening from the beginning? Is this a better movie if um, Mackenzie Davis's character is kind of the the protagonist and you know we know what what's going on i think the movie is better if there are easter eggs like little hints that yeah. like if you were to go back and rewatch it you'd be like oh yeah they were laying the groundwork this whole time and it pays off but there is nothing that you know we can you know even kind of really believe that they're like have them have somebody slip up you know in a way where it's like, oh, that was weird that the character did that. And then at the end of the movie, you're like, oh, that was somebody and they messed up. And uh, now I know. But there's nothing for us as the audience that we could just sink our teeth into and just go, oh, yeah. Uh, now I know what they're trying to do. It's just an out of the blue. We wanted to stick it to the man in the end. But I, under, I get that. I get that, you know, that wanting to do that. But you got to have some groundwork for it. I wonder if the movie thinks it does that because there are moments where like, if you watch the movie again, where you can go, okay, I guess that makes sense knowing what I know now, but there's nothing about it that indicates what I know now. Like I'm, I'm trying to think like an example would be the phone bank, right? So they have this phone bank and he tells them, you know, to call to get donors and they all end up calling each other. And he says, you're actually calling from the, uh, the staff list instead of the donor list. Right. Yeah. So if you look at that in hindsight, you could go, oh, they're they're doing they're play acting that they're pretending to be dumb country bumpkins in uh, calling yeah. each other instead or whatever. And that's that's fine. In hindsight, you can see that. But I don't think there's anything about that scene that the movie in any kind of authentic, honest way has indicated to you that that might be the case. The movie has has indicated that they are country bumpkins, not that they might be country bumpkins. And. I, you know, it's 
I, I, again, I think there's a subtle difference, but I, I, I agree with you. I don't think the movie lays any anything in where, like, you watch any of the big twist movies, like, um, you know, Fight Club or Prestige, or yeah, Prestige or Sixth Sense or whatever. There are those moments in the the movie where the only thing, if you had really thought about it, if you had really thought about what's going on, the only uh, answer is that something different is going on. Something weird is going on. There's none yeah. of that in this movie. That scene that I just mentioned, you would never think, oh, that's weird. That's, you know, there's something strange going on there, something different, or that only makes sense in a different context. No, it makes sense in the context of what you thought the movie was doing. Um, yeah. So, I, there's, yeah, there's a subtle difference there, and this movie just doesn't get it, I don't think. No, and it's a shame. Waste of potential. Kind yeah. of like Eurovision. Waste of potential. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I I definitely got to the end of this, and when it was revealed that they were, because I mentioned there's a couple things that happened with this, uh, the, the, when it was revealed that this town had tricked them into getting money, I had two immediate thoughts. Uh, number one was, well, the whole message of the movie makes no sense now and is kind of meaningless to me now. It, at least it doesn't. You know, and I, I hate holding movies responsible for not going where I wanted them to go, but it's it's not a message I'm as interested in anymore because the message now just seems to be that politics are corrupt, and so sometimes the little guy has to be corrupt to, you know, work the system. I like yeah. there's it's just it's a weird it's a weird uh, castration of any kind of political message that happens with that plot movement. Uh, in that moment and you know the the there's just something about losing your footing message wise like that that is very very frustrating you know you come to the end of it and you're just you're just like ah you know i don't i don't know what you're about anymore it's kind of like that cliche that you see like uh married couples in movies like who even are you anymore you know it's like that's yeah that's me looking at irresistible at the end it's like who who did i even marry who are you <laughs> it's like because I just didn't know, you know, what movie that was. So, um, so yeah, it's just it's a disorienting uh, kind of feeling uh, when it comes out. Yep, shame, 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 bong, <laughs> shame. Uh, bong. Any other moments since we're in a sift spoil? I know those are those were the big things we wanted to talk about. But is there anything else you wanted to mention since we are in spoiler territory? Uh, uh not not really. No, not really. Uh, I guess the the scene where uh, uh, Chris Cooper is addressing the elites, you know, in a uh, in New York. Mm-hmm. I guess that I guess you could kind of looking back on it now, you could construe that as a no. He's really telling him how he feels. He's not putting on an act right there. He this is his one chance to you know say you think you're helping, but you're really just stroking your own egos, you know. But uh, I don't know. It, well, did you get that sense at all or what? Sure, but it's the perfect again, it's the perfect example of a scene that means more in the wrong context than it means in the right context. In other words, it's more meaningful and powerful as a movie scene in the false idea of what's going on than it is once you reveal the truth of what's going on. Um yeah. like it again, it neuters that scene. The, the the final twist neuters what's happening in that scene. Even though it informs it, like you're saying, it makes it, to me, less meaningful and less powerful. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, I kind of don't like Chris Cooper as much, you know? Like, it's, and it's, yeah. it's weird. Like, I get that the movie wants us to be like, yeah, stick it to the man. But at some point, I'm like, 
But I, but I liked, I liked the version that was an honest, hardworking people in a person. And maybe, maybe there's some cynicism even in the creation of this movie that won't even allow for uh, the idea that you know that that's an honest, genuine person out there that exists like that. And that that's worse. That's like the opposite of where I thought this movie was going. Yeah. So yeah, it's just. It's it's unfortunate. And in, in addition, yeah, I prefer the Chris Cooper salt of the earth. You just yeah. you know, you know, takes the you know, it just takes the world as it is, and he just tries to make the best of it. Works hard, does everything, and you hope that that's the kind of guy that could one day, you know. I thought the movie is going to go in a way of like, yeah, he's going to run for mayor, then he's going to run for you know, you know, Congress, or then he'll you know run for like a seat. And then one day, you know, this is the guy that we would eventually get, you know. Mm-hmm. But Mr. It, Mr. It, Cooper it, goes to Washington. Yeah. Oh, I would have loved it. Yeah. But, but no. In addition to that, I think the twist makes no logical sense either. Like, it makes the entire movie more ridiculous because the ability to pull that off seems really far-fetched. And not only that, the ability to actually have that money and hide that money and use it in the way they want to use it just seems way too easy. Uh, and in real life, I think there would be a lot more complications. So it takes any, even of the logic of the movie or plot um, kind of out of the picture as well. Oh yeah. It's a, it's a very much a Baron Zemo from Captain America Civil War, you know, scheme, you know, mm-hmm. where this has to perfectly fit that. And they just had everything planned out perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I did. I there are parts of the twist that I wanted to work because I do in I, I just enjoy story turns in general. So yeah. the idea of them staging the meet, you know, the the town meeting, that was fun. Like that idea is fun that, you know, that was all staged and they show him getting his lines wrong and having to do it so many takes and then the big celebration after he finally gets it right. Like that's really fun. And I would love for that to have worked so that that could be fun. It just didn't work. So that just kind of left me, you know, uh, dry, right? Yeah, it's great that every single person in that town is a master class actor. <laughs> yes, nobody could pick up on the the subtleties of anybody else in there. But see, that would have been yeah. that would have been a great little clue, like we're talking about, that somebody in that crowd that's in the shot, you know, is do, yeah. doing something noticeable that's weird or strange that you can't quite put your finger on. You know, why are they being so weird? And you know. I don't know. It, it's just I, I I think we've I think we've exhausted our feelings on this, but it just it is a very frustrating twist. It is one of those examples. That's the, that's the one word is frustrating. It's just it's 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 one of the only times a big twist like this has just left me that frustrated with a movie. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it really changes things. Yep, highly recommend. <laughs> <laughs> it's no. it's funny. We, I mean, we both said we kind of liked, it, or at least I didn't. We say you were on the low side of liked it, right? Yeah, I was on the low side of liked it, and you were on the high side of okay. Yeah, right? so we were both on the positive end of things overall, and I think that says a lot. But it's not. I can't recommend it. <laughs> yeah, it's. I think it says a lot for the the performances in it, and yeah. the you know, it's very well made. Um, it's just, it's, it's really frustrating. So if you, if we've already spoiled you on it and you can go into it knowing those things, maybe you have a better experience. I don't know. I still wouldn't recommend yeah. you pay 20 bucks for it, but you know, that's just Oh me. God, no, 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 no. Well, there you go. Uh, those are our spoilers for Irresistible. Thank you for checking it out. Um, 
We'll be back with Hamilton spoilers next week. I don't know if we'll do spoilers on Hamilton, but we'll definitely see you next week in one way or another. <laughs> Surprise, William Burr. <laughs> you mean Aaron Burr? What did I say? You said William, which is fine. Oh, you know. no. Surprise, Aaron Burr. It would be a surprise <laughs> if they renamed him William Burr. Surprise. It was actually his brother, William Burr. <laughs> <laughs> and the grassy knoll. Uh, we'll see you then. Bye. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now, but I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.